Welcome to the Bards FM Podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Tactical Mindset. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction. Righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots. And tonight is Thursday, August 10th in the year 2023. I'm going to do a little bit of a different show tonight, one that I haven't done for a really long time. And I think it's important in the state and where we are in this nation and on our daily lives. Tonight, I want to get into some personal matters, some matters about tactical mindset, the sorts of things that are necessary, I believe, at least some pointers to follow as you're going around your day. We have to start being aware of our world in a different way, and that means that also we be very cognizant of the fact that there are increasing threats around us every single day, whether we like it or not, and they're likely to increase. So it's a matter of looking at how we see the world, it's a matter of how we look at preparation, and it's a matter of how we choose and what we choose to carry as some basic ideas of equipment. So all of that we're going to go over tonight. The first thing I want to remind you of is that coming up in a few days is the Durban Accords, and this is going to be the greatest threat to the U.S. dollar's dominance probably in the last 80 years. On August 22nd, BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa are expected to announce the launch of a new international supercurrency fully backed by gold and other commodities. This is part of their long-term plan to supplant the U.S. and the dollar as a cornerstone to the global financial system. How can you protect your IRA and 401k from the fallout from this landmark announcement? The bottom line, Patriots, is always the same. Diversify with gold, and we have the best group to do that, and that's Birch Gold Group. Historically, gold has been a safe haven in times of high uncertainty, which I think we can all agree that's right now. So get a free info kit on gold IRAs and decide whether this tax-sheltered retirement account backed by physical precious metals is right for you. Text the word BARDS, B-A-R-D-S, B-A-R-D-S to 989898. That's B-A-R-D-S to 989898. There is a monumental shift coming among nations that control one-third of the world's GDP, and it kicks off on August 22nd. Arm yourself with information to protect your retirement savings. Text BARDS again to 989898 and claim your free info kit from Birch Gold today. So with all these changes we keep seeing and the media doing its wonderful job of trying to highlight every chance it gets with the fear porn of being alive in this country, with the highlight images of black youth attacking white people, of the idea of of predators trying to go after children. There's just a variety of things that have started to evolve. It's a constant situational change in trying to keep everybody off base. And one of the things that we can't let happen is letting fear become our dominant issue or in any way controlling our lives. That means you've got to develop a tactical mindset. You have to start looking at the world that you're in not as comfortable, but as changed, transformed, and really more appropriately, we are living in a war zone. So I want to go over some things tonight. We're going to dig into them, and I'm going to tell you up front, this is not conclusive. I guarantee you I'll probably get emails of things like, you forgot this, you forgot that. That's okay. I'm not here to give you a a one-stop solution, but I am hoping tonight, by the time you leave this show, you'll have some tools to reassess where you are in your life, make some changes, and continue to pursue knowledge to enhance your ability to conduct daily business without any fear, and know that you can take back control in this world and be the hunter rather than the prey. That's the biggest first step right now, is to understand that in order to be in this world right now, you have to be one of walking in a hunter mindset. That means when you're in the, if you're out hunting, and let's just take the example of going out and hunting anything like deer, you also have to be aware that as you're going to hunt deer, there are other predators that would might be looking at hunting you, like mountain lions or bears. So you have to take on the mindset of not only 
functioning within the environment of something that you know you can dominate, but you have to understand its habitat, its way of operations, the way to track it, the way to outsmart it. That's the deer. But you have to be aware as well in your situation that there is going to be other predators out there that may find you to be a good lunch or dinner or worse, a threat. And that's kind of where we have to begin. Mindset. Right now, there's a, most Americans walk with a very confident, naively confident state of mind, unless you're in an inner city like Chicago. And Chicago, of course, is probably one of the worst cities in the world for crime violence. And that place right now, to give you an idea, and this is the site that if you get a chance to go to, it's called Hey Jackass. That's this title, Hey Jackass. It'll give you a, a, a breakdown of the sort of crime that's going on in Chicago. So here's an example if you live in inner city Chicago. To date, in August, there have been 20 killings, 66 people wounded, and 86 people shot in total, with a total of 23 homicides. In, in the year to date, there's 363 people shot and killed in Chicago, 1,534 shot and wounded were for a total shot of 1,897 total homicides, 402. What they call the summer of joy, which goes from May 26th until today, or I'm sorry, 9-5, which would go to September 5th. So far, that is 148 shot and killed, 702 wounded, shot and wounded, and a total of 850 shot. There is currently in Chicago one person shot every two minutes and, I'm sorry, two hours and 48 minutes. And there is a murder in Chicago of a person every 13 hours and 12 minutes. That's a city in the United States. Unfortunately, that example that I just gave you is increasingly becoming the norm for most cities in the United States. Portland has skyrocketing crime. San Francisco is so bad in their crime right now that people, when they park their cars, leave their windows down and their trunks unlocked so that criminals, will, if they find anything, will take it without breaking or damaging their vehicles. Crime has become normalized, and the San Franciscans that are working there and still living there have accepted that to be the new normal thanks to their ridiculous policies of gun control and policies of pro-crime and pro-criminal. That's the world we have to live with until such a time it changes. And though it'd be nice to talk about a point when patriots rise up, take the power back, that's not where we're living. And this sort of mentality, as it begins in the big cities, will start to trickle down to the smaller communities over time because you're going to get the migration out of the cities because the idiots that created the problem are now fleeing from those cities and planting themselves in smaller towns and rural communities to try to get a restart, even though they will bring the same retarded mentality with them. Thank you, liberal America. So we have to change the game. And it begins with the way we look at our days and the way we look at our situations in which we live. So let's begin with the first, situational awareness. Every single day, we go through our lives and we create patterns and, and things that we do and where we go, and we have to become aware of what we do. That means that the way we begin this is, and I would encourage everybody to do this, take time over a course of a week and make a note throughout your day of what you do. Identify those things that you do normally and regularly, like shopping, like going out to meet your girlfriends or your, your buddies, whether it's at a bar or whether it's at a, at, a, at a coffee shop. Make note of these regular events. Maybe you have a regular meeting. Maybe you have a regular business travel that you do. Maybe you have a, a daily going to the office, whatever that is. Make note of these and, take, and write them down as regular or, or an exception, meaning that in a day, for example, you might get a call from the, from, at work and it's like, hey, something, we have to come pick up your child at school. That would be considered an exception. But in the normal routine, you need to map out what you do every day to understand the patterns that you have created. Criminals are smart. They're very smart, in fact. And what they will do is if they seek you to be a prey, they're going to look for a number of things. And one of them they're going to look for is going to be what patterns are predictable in your life. 
So you need to take some time to understand where your predictable patterns are. If you regularly go to the store and use the same route every single time, you have become a patternized person that can be potentially a target for somebody that is watching. So this you need is to try to break up that pattern. If you if part of the breaking up the pattern would be the time. If you go shopping at every day, for example, or every other day at noon at your lunch hour, start thinking about how to disrupt that so that you're not doing the same thing. Now, the one thing about situational awareness is you need to look around in your environment when you're as well when you're there. So situational awareness is to begin with, what are you doing in your patterns? You have to establish that. That means you have to start thinking of your life in terms of somebody looking at you and seeing what they see to understand where your vulnerabilities are. Where you, wherever you are, however, you also have to build a situational awareness. And that means when you're in a place, you need to be looking at people, things, spaces, and you need to be looking at things at your eye level and above your eye level to, under, to identify what things can potentially be used against you and what things can help you. Remember, if there's a, an attack coming, maybe it's an active shooter, maybe it's somebody going to make an aggressive action, you want to be aware of your environment to know where areas you can move to and operate from and also be safe from or get out of the way of the threat. Now, the, the one thing you don't want to do is get hyper-focused on one person or one potential threat. This happens a lot with people. They see an anomaly and then they focus in on that and that's all they'll focus on. That's when you be, immediately start to develop blind spots. So you need to be thinking in, in terms of your environment, in terms of everything that's going on. And when you look at threats and areas with people that are potential threats, be aware of what's around them. Maybe that's one person in the point. Gangs like to do this. They'll use a point person and they'll use other people that are moving around. The point person is usually the distractor and the other people are the ones doing the action. If you're moving in and around aisles in a shopping store, shopping uh, grocery store, pay attention to getting boxed up and pinned in. No, always think in terms of alternate routes and ways to move in and out. Don't get yourself boxed in. And I could go on a list of things. When you're coming to your car, simple things. Have your keys ready before you get to the car. Don't be fumbling with the keys when you get to your car. When you leave the grocery store, as you're leaving, start thinking ahead. Always think ahead. When you're thinking there, okay, when you pick up the bag of groceries, what hand is your dominant hand? What's that going to allow you to do? Are your keys in your hand? And we're going to get into some of those things that we carry with us, but you have to be able to think always of, even for example, and the other day I caught myself doing this. I always carry, I'm a left-handed shooter. My pistol was, is always on my left hip. The other day, out of habit, I picked up the groceries going into my Jeep and I put them in my left hand and realized as I was unlocking my Jeep, it's like, well, that was dumb because there was no way I could have accessed my firearm. So that takes a retraining in myself. So I have to start being cognizant of those sorts of things to where I'm going to break patterns. And the more that you start working with awareness, the more you start identifying patterns in your life that you can disrupt, you can change and improve for your own safety. When you're out in an environment, you have to think in terms of where you're vulnerable. Coming out of a store, for example, you're going to be vulnerable to somebody coming out of, out of another car, vehicles moving around. When you get into your vehicle, you have to be aware of somebody coming up to the door. When you get to your vehicle, pay attention to anything that's been placed on your door, for example, the tucked underneath the handle. This is a latest trick they've been doing where they literally put in a, in a, a narcotic on there. When you touch the door handle, it gets on your skin, penetrates because they've put a wad of something like a, a paper towel or they put some sort of other something stuck under the door handle. Pay attention. Because these things can suddenly overwhelm you and you find yourself without energy and that's when people can move in. And they do. These are being recorded. So again, you need to be aware of your environment at all times. And that not, should not be a panic. It should be a process of you taking back control of your environment. Positioning, huge issue. You have to constantly remind yourself that you're in a war zone. So whatever you do, you want to keep your battlefield in front of you. So as you're moving along and you, if you get yourself stuck into blind spots where you have, you have no avenue of escape and you boxed yourself in, I guess I'd have to say you'd better be a good fighter. But if in the other side is you want to be able to control your environment and pay attention to where you're going. So things like that, if you're sitting inside of, an, of a restaurant, 
put a back to your wall. Don't get yourself where you can be surrounded. You want to be able to look at your, you want to be able to have a position where your backside, which you would recall the six as in the clock, is not vulnerable and as much as you can. Again, keep aware of your environment and minimize the potential flanking and attacks that can come from different sides. Pay attention. If somebody quickly moves in beside you, pay attention to them. Eye contact is a big thing, by the way. Thieves do not like to be recognized or attackers don't necessarily like to be recognized. So pay attention when people move into your space, greeting them. And one of the reasons you see greeters in stores is by greeting them and identifying a person, they tend not to want to do the, any sort of crime because now they've been identified. So if you're in line for somebody, something and somebody rushes up on you, which happens in grocery stores, turn mm-hmm. to them, say, hey, how you doing? And acknowledge they're there. Give them acknowledgement. That actually is an offensive mood that shows that you're not afraid of them and take command of your environment. When you're looking at the situation in everything you're at, you have to ask yourself, am I in a position where I can counterattack or am I in a position where I'm going to have to get myself out of there? And that is part of this mindset that we have to lead into, which is always attack. You have to think like Mushasha used to teach with swords in the ancient samurai tradition is always be on the offensive. So the problem we have much so much in America is we have developed this victim mentality and many people have done this to where the world is a threat and we have to literally constantly be like, I'm on the defensive. Oh no, what if happens if somebody attacks me? What happens if somebody attacks me? You have to think in terms of always being on the attack, always being on the offensive. This is an interesting quote here. Life or death, physical combat on the street is likely to turn more on mindset than on skill. And your mindset must be to win, whether it takes whatever it takes, not merely to survive. Such an important statement. We tend to think in terms of minimal force and minimal response simply to survive and save ourselves for another day. If you are being attacked, you need to understand that your attacker has only one thing in mind, totally being having victory and dominance over you. And it doesn't matter whether that attacker is trying to grab your purse or that attacker is a woman is trying to rape you or whether that attacker is trying to mug you and take your wallet. You have to develop a mindset that if someone's going to come at you Every single thing you've ever known or thought about has to be used in as a counter response. So as an example, if someone's going to grab hold of you and try to grab you, the first thing, you, if you can do it, take your fingers and you need to do things like stab in the eye. You've got to be able to use your fingers as tools of weapons to cause pain and reaction to push a person out. Now, I'm not giving you the techniques that you necessarily have to use, but you have to develop a mindset that anything is usable. If you have a pencil in your hand, it's a lethal weapon. If you have, if you are holding some rocks, it's a lethal weapon, right? If you have anything, even if even if you have like your purse in your hand, your a hand purse, not a, not the or even a purse, but a hand purse, that's a lethal weapon. All you have to do is strike towards the trachea. So my point is, you need to be thinking always in terms of what is in your hand, where you are, what's your situational awareness, and how you are going to respond to a potential attacker. Why am I bringing all this up? We know very well that we are ending, we're arriving very quickly at a point of scarcity, and scarcity breeds violence. People start to get panicked. They start to do crazy things. Even good people will do crazy things, and they will look at you as a victim if unless you are able to put yourself in a position where you are never seen as a victim. That's the biggest part of this whole mindset is having a place and why we build mindset is your presence changes the way an attacker or thief looks at you. When you look at the, what a thief always looks at, they look for weak people they don't think they, that they can attack. And we've seen videos where literally someone goes after a, an older lady and all of a sudden she turns her purse into a weapon system and starts beating the hell out of a thief and they flee away. That's wonderful. But they've misguided, they've misread the target. The thing is to try to avoid being misread. Be present in your environment. 
Don't look weak. Always keep your eyes up. Seek eye contact with people. Engage people. Be confident. Don't let the environment control you. Control the environment. Have the attitude when you walk into a place that you are in control. And that mindset, when you do that, transforms your body posture. It transforms the way you look and feel. It transforms the attitude in which you're walking and in the world. Super important. Now, the other thing you're going to have to work through, though, in all of this is you're going to have to know yourself. Because there are things when even when I say like mindset, I know there's people thinking here like, oh, I'm uncomfortable with that. Excellent. That's what you need to learn right there is that you need to know yourself and start to identify those things that you get triggered by or cause you anxiety. And now you have to start training to overcome that. Now, what type of training are we talking about? Does that mean like go to the gym and start doing MMA? Well, if that's if that's your thing, do it. Does it mean like go to martial arts school? If that's, your, if that's your thing, do it. But the basics of this every day are changing the patterns and the way we behave. So, for example, just simple things like I said in presence and eye contact. If you're one that likes to go in and shop and kind of be slink away, not pay attention to people, spend your time looking at each of the fruits and vegetables and filling your heart with that, wonderful, except that there's all sorts of vulnerabilities there. Try going and shopping and engaging. When you see somebody, say hello. Try changing your confidence in the place, whereas you're walking around, pay attention to people, engage people, hold yourself in a posture that says, I'm in control. Tell yourself that I'm in control and start transforming your posture in your environment. You're not trying to be arrogant. You're not trying to be tough. You're trying to be present and dominant. And those things begin with that's the sort of personal retraining you have to do every day to identify those things that are holding you back. We all have various barriers and we will run into them. And when we do, when you find it's something that gets you filled with anxiety or nervousness or something you start to doubt yourself, that's a place to target to start retraining behavior. And retraining behavior is a critical aspect of developing mindset. You have to build the mindset that you're always on the attack, you're always in on the offensive, and you will never be a victim. Those pillars right there build the framework of how you have to be every single day. And in this particular point in time, this is something that is super, super important to do. There are so many things that are changing. Now, one of the things that people get caught on all the time, in fact, we had somebody in our chat and, and the other day say that they had literally almost run over somebody when they were driving their semi-truck into the dock because the kid behind the truck when he was pulling it, he didn't even see him. He was walking behind the truck looking at his phone. Your cell phone is one of the greatest traps or can be a good weapon. So let me explain that. If you have your cell phone handy, when you go out to the car, you have your cell phone ready. You can, you can have speed dials ready if you need help to dial somebody for help if you need to. Another trick with a cell phone is even if you don't have anybody to talk to, walk out and keep your eyes present, keep your keys in your hand, and talk to somebody. I Don't put it to your ear. Use it, if you can, more like, like a uh, speakerphone. And have a conversation going so that you're engaged with people so that they know that you have somebody, if they did something, you'd be able to call for help. You can do that as a real thing or you can even mimic that behavior. But the one thing is don't let the cell phone be the distractor for the environment. All it is is a tool. And the cell phone also has a video camera on it. Super important if you start to see somebody tracking you, you feel you're uncomfortable, videotape them, take their pictures in stills. That way you have documentation to who it might be and later be able to work with authorities to report them. All of these things that we have around us are critical tools, very, very important to start to develop this mindset and behavior to transform ourselves into strong and sovereign type people walking in a world where we're confident and can't be victimized. So important. Now, before I go on, Patriots, one real quick thing. We also know that in this environment right now, with all of this crazy, crazy insanity, we have an environment where they are going to use food as a weapon system, and they do do it. So right now, as we prepare for the unknown and the uncertainty, whether it's political, whether it's going to be food shortages, whether it's weather, all of these things, we don't know what's coming, but we do know that food is being prioritized as a way to control the population. Don't be caught short. So head on over to preparewithbards.com. 
preparewithbards.com. There you'll find the products of My Patriot Supply, and right now their three-month food kits are on sale for 25% off. It's a fantastic sale, the biggest sale they've ever had. And you can find that at preparewithbards.com. Emergency food kits are essential. And there should be part of every single survival system for the family. And you should have one for every member of the family. That way, no matter what happens, you have the food ready. You can throw it in the vehicle. You have it at the house. It lasts for up to 25 years on shelf life. It is a comfort to know you have that security. And it gives you the bridge between things, If even if you have food supplies out there, to help you through an emergency or difficult time. Even if that means you have to evac out of the house, you have food you can take with you easily and it's readily available. So preparewithbards.com, preparewithbards.com. These are fantastic food systems. They are literally made completely with all the nutrition you need, all the calories you need each day with up to 2,000 calories a day, great tasting product, and long lasting. So again, head on over to preparewithbards.com. Check it out today. Now, one of the things that we should also be looking at is what we'll call personal, the personal systems of performance. You literally have to be looking at more than that. It's the standard operating procedures for what we are going to do. So the the idea of what are you going to do in your systems of performance and how are you going to work, turn these into standard operating procedures for your daily life. Now, that means you have to have an honest and clear dialogue with yourself and your family members. So if something happens in a crisis, what are you going to do, right? Are you going to are, are you going to allow yourself in these moments in time to be able to move freely, react freely, or are you going to be overcome with fear, trepidation? You need to get rid of those opportunities where stress and fear can overwhelm you, and you need to focus always on the mission of being on the attack and always having being of the, you're going to be the victory, victor. Remember, an attacker or someone who's trying to take advantage of you doesn't care about you. In fact, if they've come to you that far, there's a moment where somewhere in there they have interpreted that you are not a threat or at least they think they can overcome you. You have to change that and you have to change that presence all the time. And so the more that you get in the idea that you're that people cannot overtake you in a mindset, the more critical it is. But you have to start working through sort of standard operating procedures. So what happens if somebody comes to your car when you're trying to trying to unlock it? What are you going to do? Work through that scenario. You might immediately need to get on the phone and call somebody. We'll talk about personal self-defense here in a minute. But there's a lot of things that you need to start looking at and being prepared of how are you going to react to situations so that as you work through these these moments in time, you develop a reaction protocol, which is why in, if you if you know martial arts and you've heard of katas or forms or patterns of that they teach in moves and they drill these over and over and over and over. And part of the reason for that is, is it gives you something to fall back on without having to think. So the more that you can drill in your mind and practice it, even in your thought, even as, so say, for example, your, your part of your procedure is that when you come to to your vehicle, you're going to have your phone ready, the keys in the other hand. And then if something, if someone was to come to you, you're going to have, say, your pepper spray ready. You need to practice that even when there's no threat to have that drill down every single time. Get used to doing these drills and being prepared. Build those procedures. I can't tell you specifically for what you need, but these are things you need to work through and start taking time to spend some time like on the web and seeing what people suggest, but build these standard operating procedures in your daily life. The question you need to ask always is what rules do criminals live by? And the thing is that with this, you also have to identify of what things you have been conditioned to do as right and wrong. Really important discussion to have within yourself. We have been heavily conditioned in this current world and environment to believe that we are supposed to achieve peace at any cost. There is a pacification protocol that is in almost every film out here these days to try to take away your power and tell you things like we all need to love and hug. Look, here's the deal. God did not ever tell you to be a victim, nor did he ask you to be a doormat for somebody. And you are a child of the Most High. Now, there's many ways to handle a conflict. And some are going to try one thing and some are going to try another. But the most important thing to understand is criminals do not have a code of conduct that says they're going to treat you well. Criminals are out to take from you. 
something or other they want to steal from you. If it's a rapist, they want to steal you part of your soul. If they are a, a mugger, they want to take something from you. If they they have that mindset. So you have to build the mindset that no matter what, you are mightier than them. And then if you get to those places where you're like, I don't have the training, that's where you need to step in and do something about it. Take action to build the, the resources in your life, the techniques and the methods in your life so that you have confidence in the space that to make sure you are not overwhelmed by somebody else, at least as much as you can. The most un- important thing in this is you have to train, as they say in the military, you have to train like you fight. So if you are constantly working in a space where you're telling yourself, mm, I'll be nice here, I'll be nice there, I can't do that, I'm not sure I'm comfortable doing that, you're training exactly as you will react to a would-be attacker. And I will tell you what, that sort of apprehension is going to turn you into a victim. You have to be absolutely dominant in this space at all times. It is a headset, it is a mindset. So here's another good quote to you. We do not rise to the level of our expectations. We fall to the level of our training. So if you are saying to yourself, it's like, oh, I think I can do okay with that. I'll be fine. If you aren't giving yourself the experiences in your daily life and training to be that strong, you won't have an ability and trained ability to be that strong when the time comes. Be dominant. Be focused in everything you do. Be decisive and develop that warrior thought of, I am never going to be a victim. I will always be the victor. I will hunt. I will not be the prey. I will overcome. That sort of mentality has to be in everything you do, decisiveness, authority. And the more that you train that and the more that you find those opportunities where you feel uneasy, for example, and you feel where you're like, I don't know if I can do this. Those are the areas, again, that you target in on to overcome. Training should, in everything you do, should be uncomfortable, whether it's physical training whether it's training at the fire, at the, at the range, whether it, whatever it is, it should be pushing you at all times to push you into the limit where uncomfortable becomes the new normal. You have to be able to be comfortable with being in discomfort. So as you get accustomed to that, what that breeds is an adaptive mindset. You are constantly in a place where things don't always go just right and take yourself out of the safe spaces, safe zones, and we all do it. So as we get comfortable with things and we discover that, oh, uh, like, for example, I'm really good at shooting on the range on this specific lane with these specific targets. Okay, now change. Get over and start shooting on a range with, with say, with steel and rotational steel and, and a moving targets or having to do obstacles. Get yourself into places where you aren't going to be able to walk away and go, I did great again today. It isn't about you doing great every day. It's about you breaking the paradigms of comfort and getting into a space where discomfort becomes comfortable. Because as you get used to that, you get used to literally adapting into the environment and you're more prepared mentally. No plan survives first contact. It's super important to understand that. So if you and your mind have worked through these rigid scenarios and you have specific things that you're going to do, understand that an attacker is not going to follow your rules and you are going to have to be able to adapt. So have the idea, and that's where uncomfortable training is important, to push you past the limits of your convenience or comfort zones and get you into a place where you have to adapt and overcome constantly doing that. Now I've talked to you about things, simple things like if you carry a firearm, you need to be doing, it would just be dry draws out of your holster, for example, in all sorts of different environments, you should be doing 20, 30, 50 a day and trying things that are uncomfortable. What happens if you ha- are you wearing a shirt over your firearm? If your firearm is, if you have your left hand, if you're one of your hands full and that's your drawing hand, what are you going to do? Set yourself into situations that are uncomfortable and don't just do it once. Do it time and time and again to force yourself into these drills that will start to produce an adaptive framework and mentality in yourself. But again, be understanding that no plan survives first contact. And with that, you have to be ready to adapt. And part of that is to come back to the simple place that there are no rules when somebody's coming at you. The only rule you have is survive. And that means use everything at your hand to survive and overcome. Now let's talk a little bit about equipment. And we have to begin with equipment to understand escalation and consequence. Those are two super important issues here, okay? 
when you're part of keeping a, a, a tactical mindset and reading the and reading the terrain, be, be having a situational awareness, is you are going to be able to understand what potential threats are. It's easy when someone carries a firearm to say, well, if someone comes at me, I'm going to draw. But here's some basic rules you have to always keep in mind. If no matter what the weapon is that you're going to use or, met, or method for that matter that you're going to use when, if, as a defensive mechanism, or for that matter, even turning it into an offensive attack when somebody comes at you, do not tease or fake it. If you're going to commit, commit 150%. Commit 200%. You have to go all in. And that's where many people go wrong. There are so many situations. In fact, there was a situation back in 2016, I believe, and there was a guy on the streets of Portland when the Antifa was doing its thing, and they, they came at him, and he, he was walking across the street, and he pulled out his gun, and he pointed it at him, and he threatened them. He ended up going to jail. Why? First of all, he had an avenue of escape. He didn't have to do that, but he tried to hold his ground in a public space. That doesn't work. Secondly, he just waved his gun at the guys, and all they did was laugh at him and cheer at him and ultimately chased him away. But he was charged. If you're going to draw a lethal weapon, you better have an understanding that it is a lethal attack and that this is your only, it's your life is in danger. Those are critical issues there. But with that, you also have to understand consequences. If you're going to use a method of self-defense in this current climate, depending on what county you're at, there may be legal consequences you have to be prepared for. You, you have to make that choice there again. If you're going to be one that says, well, I don't, want to, I don't have the money to have legal defense. I don't have the money. If you're going to let that dominate your response, you're going to become a victim and your life may be sacrificed. However, if you understand your situation, you're going to be able to create an escalation of force that's appropriate for the environment. So here's an example. When you're coming to your car or you're coming, you're shopping, one of the things that you can carry that is very effective is some form of pepper spray or bear spray. Again, train with it. Buy an extra can, learn to shoot it, see what it will do, understand its range, understand its, its spray pattern, understand where you can carry it and practice drawing it. But you can do that. Some people put it on a keychain. Some people keep it on their, on their hip. Some people put it in their purse. Whatever you choose to do, make sure it's handy and have it ready in case you need it. That's a non-lethal issue, a non-lethal tool. So these are non-lethal tools you should consider. Some people carry a taser. I'm not a fan at all, but some people like them. I don't find them good because unless you are using with the type of tasers that the police use, which in most states require licensing anyway, the hand tasers that you use are means that somebody is so close to you that you're, they're able to grab you or touch you. Not a good idea, but some people like it. Extendable batons. Those are an easy, easy one to carry. They're legal in most states, and they can be a quick tool to quickly extend and use against a would-be attacker that extols a, a sing, pretty significant amount of pain. But again, you have to train with it. You have to practice with it, and you know how to have to use it. It's not just enough to stick it in your pocket or your purse or the, inside your door in, the, in your car it, without practicing with it. Baseball bat. That's a nice one for home. It's a nice one for even carrying in your vehicle. But if you step out with a baseball bat, understand what you just did. You just escalated the level of violence. You are. It is such a threat that you're going, and you better be willing to use it, and you better know how. So each of these cases I'm giving you is a, is a ramping up. Now, one thing people often forget, and they're fantastic at night especially, is a very bright light. Surefire is a tactical light company that produces lights that you can hold in your hand that'll project a beam, a narrow beam of a thousand looms. Those are enough to blind a would-be attacker, brilliantly blind them and keep them at bay while you take it and get yourself out of there. So again, tools to consider. If you're going to start talking about lethal weapons, you have to know your local laws. I'm not giving you those advice today. You have to know what's legal to carry concealed and unconcealed. Firearms seems to be the weapon of choice. Other people carry knives. Either way, train with them. Don't take them lightly. But I will say this. Everybody, for many reasons, even for survival, should always have a good blade with them at all times. You should always have a good blade. You never know where you're going to use it. Maybe it's as simple as just cutting open a box, but it also could be a life-saving event. If you get in a car wreck, for example, you can't get out of your seatbelt, you can reach your knife. It's something that you can cut the seatbelt and set yourself free. Always keep tools available with you, and that's critical. The big thing, this is a quote, and someone gave me the other night in chat, and it's a great one. It's an old English proverb, and it says, 
When the sword of rebellion is drawn, the sheath should be thrown away. I love this mentality because what it's telling you is that when you're drawing your your system of defense, if you're using a weapon, you are committing 100%. You're not playing around. Why this plays in so significantly, especially the word meek in the Bible, meek is someone who is, is holding back and sinking all other avenues. But when you commit to a fight or commit to a response, you have to commit 150% or more. It is all in. There's no hesitation. Everything about it, because at that point in time, it's you or the attacker, you or the threat. And when you've made that assessment of what that is, you have to commit in so violently and so ferociously that hopefully they run away. At the very least, you're able to break contact with them and get out there and get yourself safe. Now, the last couple things that just I'm, I'm going to bring up, and these are just some other thoughts for tonight. One thing you should keep in mind is in this in current environment especially, and tops of situational awareness, you need to be thinking about routes when you go out to get home, alternate routes, know your terrain, carry a map with you if you need to. If you're in a big city, you don't know the routes. Always be prepared because you never know if you're, always, if you're going to have your cell phone. Even if the cell phone works, what happens if somebody steals it in your purse and you feel like you have to escape and get out of the way in your vehicle? What are you going to do? So always be prepared in that way. But always carry some form of an emergency bag with you. And this is important. And the way you break down that emergency bag is a couple of ways. One, you have to always carry a few things on your person in case you get separated from your vehicle or you need to find your way home. That would mean things like probably keep some form of some emergency cash with you. I would carry, like I said, I was always carry a blade on me at all times. And you might, if you have your cell phone, you're going to carry that. Make sure that with that cell phone, you have a way to charge it. So these are some basic things to have on you and your person as much as possible at all times, okay? Might also want to have a some way, and in, 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 in if you can, even a pen with you, which is almost going old school, but a way to write a note. It's important. Might want to have a pair of sunglasses, and if you re- need reading glasses, make sure they're with you at all times. Now, if you're in your vehicle, you should always have either, you should have a sec- effectively what some people call a, a bug out bag. I think it's more a, a get home bag, which is something that you need to have in that vehicle. That if things break down and you have a trouble, you have trouble with wherever you are and you have to leave that vehicle and get home, you need to have something on your back that will give you the basics, such as water. You're going to have to have some form of way to navigate. You have to have cash to buy your way back. And you should have some form of, of a change of socks, probably even a, a poncho or something like that to keep yourself dry in the event that you, and depending on the distance. So if you're traveling across country versus if you're in a local city, those things change, but you need to have what we would call a go a get home bag at home. You should always carry a, some sort of bag, whether it's a go bag or a bug out bag, they're basically the same similar but in the sense of a, a bug out bag, you should always have things ready that in a moment's notice, if something happens, you can grab that bag and all your essentials are there, including certain private documents. That could happen because of fire. That could happen because of tornadoes. That can happen because of storms. But have that ready. All of these things are going to take a lot more research on your behalf. And it's going to take, you're going to have to take some time if you haven't done this. And even if you have done it, I would highly encourage you to go back through your, your systems, review them, look for vulnerabilities, look for improvement, which is always a process and keep things going. The one thing that I would not spend tons of time on is the focus on weapon systems. I would definitely spend a lot more time on the principles of mindset. Because once you develop the mindset, those things that you can do start to hand present themselves pretty clearly. But either way, we are in a different climate in this nation now. It's not like we were before. It isn't, it isn't you know, Rosieville. We are in a world that is dynamic. It's changing. The threat environment is, is, is semi-permissive. We don't know what exactly can crop up depending on where you are. If you're in Chicago, that's a, it's almost a non-permissive environment in certain areas. If you're down on the border, similar. If you're sitting in some place in eastern Oregon with 1,000 acres around you, you're in a pretty good shape. But everybody still has to build out these situational, this mindset framework, and you have to build out your personal defense mindset and what you're going to need to make sure that no matter where you are, you can get back to your friends and family or your home safely. One thing I didn't mention 
which is in, in principle, especially with bug out and probably a good idea in your vehicle, always keep a Bible. And it better be in paper, not on digits, and always have it there. Patriots, let's pray. Father God, we want to thank you for this time we've come together and this blessings that we have each day to assemble, to reflect, and to consider the wisdom that you present us with and the, in, in face of the life challenges that we are currently in. Lord, we have our world in our, we have a country right now that's in a tremendous change. Lots of upheaval, lots of destabilization, lots of chaos. So tonight, the prayer, Father, is just for that clarity of mindset to put the importance of who we are and value it, to understand that we are the children of the Most High, that we need to walk in this world with the confidence of that, walk fearlessly in our heart, and develop an understanding of our environments that's clear, that we have the ability to adapt to, and they have the ability always through our strength and our faith to overcome. That will include various methods, whether it is a hostile threat that we have to deal with with the sword of Peter or whether it's a threat we can engage with with the love of the sword of the Spirit of Jesus. However that is, we need to understand and take into our heart the balance of both so that as we approach our days, we are not looked at upon as weak, but rather as meek, as the glory of children we are in the, of the, in the image of the Most High. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. All right, patriots, it's enough to think about for tonight, some things to consider. And I hope you do take some time. There's a ton of resources out here um, to fill the gaps here. There's people that have specialized on this in on their YouTube channels, and YouTube University is probably one of the great places to look at. Um, there is the green, the gray-bearded Green Beret. The Gray-Bearded Green Beret is one of the best overall channels to go through. He does a lot of bushcraft stuff, but he definitely does situational awareness things. Highly recommend you focus on that as a good place to start. And that's somebody who I, he's a, I believe he's a seventh grouper, if I'm not mistaken, uh, runs a great channel, has done a lot of situations on go bag, situational awareness, and it's a good resource to begin with. So that's one of many channels that are out there, but also pay attention to who these people are. And I would avoid kind of the high speed, kicking in the doors, shoot them in the face type guys, even though sometimes for some people that's fun. Get into the core stuff of really what you're going to need to develop the mindset and then build out the support material that you need to ensure success. Patriots, keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent, always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But we are here in this time and this place for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue the enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I'll see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man, and man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable, and we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, 
This state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. thousands of years to show its face. It has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples. It has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. Push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 